Welcome to the Four Quarters Podcast. Um, this is, I guess we're going to call a bonus mini episode. Um, we're doing it. We did an interview with Alex Angel uh, this week, and we really couldn't figure out where to fit this in. But Matt and I kind of wanted to react to this while it was fresh. So we're going to do a little quickie episode here uh, about the Jay White and Hiroshi Tanahashi IWGP title match from the 11th of February. Yeah, this just happened uh, a couple days ago um, yeah. when we're recording this, recording this on February 12th. So this literally happened, um, well, basically yesterday, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So I w- was this, this was, uh, so they, do, they work it differently. This wasn't like a huge show like the Tokyo Dome, but was this one of their bigger shows? Yeah, they do. So they usually come out of, um, they usually come out of the Wrestle Kingdom and they do like a crossover with CMLL. Those usually aren't like huge shows. And then they do the February tour and they usually do like two biggest shows. And I think they're usually dome shows. I think this was in Osaka though. Okay. So this would probably be like, um, this would be like dominion level. Probably they usually use this for like these for like, um, more offbeat challengers like i think Mitoru suzuki challenged once um like long time ago naito did before he was like what he is now Mm -hmm. so it's usually for like a it's kind of more of like an off it'd be it'd be kind of like what i don't know elimination chamber is okay yeah trying to get i'm trying to pull up like the card for it these are weird because they they split these look up new japan new beginning um 2019 i think okay yeah new beginning i got it so these are a little weird because they usually do two maybe three so like you get a big card between the the shows yeah i'm looking and I'm looking at the card for this show in particular, and there isn't a ton of like big matches. No, because even Okada versus Fail is like uh, who gives a shit match. That went at like 18 minutes. Yeah. Wow, I mean, I'm actually curious to see that because I don't like is Fail. It, is it Fail or Fale? I don't know. I just call him Fail. Yeah, he's I, I Fail. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> He's pretty slow moving. I kind of want to see what Okada has done with him. But uh, I guess the only other big matches, I guess you could say, were on the show. I like. Th- I'd probably watch Sonata and Evil versus Yoshida and. Uh, oh, the young, the young boys. Yeah. That's pro- that probably is good. Um, it, let's see. You had the Gorillas of Destiny versus uh, Yano and Makabe. I'd probably watch that just because I like Yano and Yeah. That's probably that probably was a fun match. Yeah. Uh other big news it seems from this show is that uh Ibushi came out, uh, gave a promo to the crowd and basically said that he's he didn't explicitly say that he's like New Japan uh specific, but he says he's not going anywhere, so obviously he's gonna stick around the company. I think that's actually really smart because uh i kind of want to touch upon it briefly like after we talk about the tanahashi match but 
uh, it's really smart if they're if they have him in some sort of contract or lock him down for the next year or two. I'll get into it later, but they've kind of had a back and forth where they've wanted him to commit, and he's mm-hmm. been non-committal. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's kind of affected his push. But so let's get into this match. Um, you text you texted us like um, Monday morning. Yesterday morning, yeah, yeah. Because these shows, if if you don't know. If you want to watch these shows live, you got to get up at like four in the morning. Yeah, it's, well, I'm I'm on the East Coast too, so it's really like two a.m. or something. Yeah, it's, it's I'm insane. at I yeah I basically have to like not go to sleep to I actually think, watch this stuff live. Well, I think I've come home like I think one year I came home because I was out with my friends and it was like three in the morning and I decided I'd catch like the first couple of matches and it was just <laughs> starting. So, oh um, goodness, yeah, so. It was quite a surprise because I think you just sent us a picture of Jay White with the IWGP title. I was like, "Wow, yeah. like that's not what I thought was going to happen there." That's yeah, I, I mean, I for, I forgot they were having the match, but then I was checking social media and then I saw that, and uh, I think and maybe it was a uh, maybe it was Tamatanga, or actually it might have been like uh, Ghetto actually like posting it on Twitter or something, and I was like, "Whoa, what's this about?" So I immediately looked, and sure enough, like they. They had Jay White win the title off Tanahashi, which I was actually, I'm very surprised. I actually was super surprised by the results because one, it's like Tanahashi's first defense. I actually thought they would have him hold the title for a little bit, maybe even main event the, uh, the MSG show that's coming up. Yeah. I thought his, I didn't think he was going to have like, I didn't think he was getting like a year long run, but I thought he was going to at least get like a defense or two in. Yeah. And, um, that is one of the pitfalls, though, of the time difference. Is if you're not careful, you get spoiled on these big New Japan events, like before you get a chance to watch it. Yeah. But yeah, so, um, I think I think this is a bit divisive, though, because I think you kind of like Jay White, and um, I'm kind of a more of a eh, he kind of bores me person. I'm I'm torn on Jay White because Jay White I haven't seen a ton of him or as much as I should. I mean I know he hasn't been in the business that long. Um, I think he's good. I don't. I well that came out like a question mark. Like I'm unsure. Like no, I think he is good. Um, I think I guess my more of my consternation is that he's still pretty young and green to me. I don't necessarily feel like he, he, it's inappropriate for him to be pushed as a major per. Uh, a major worker in the company because I think he's very talented. He has I'm trouble sh- projecting his personality into his work. Yeah, I think over the last year he's gotten a lot better with yeah, that. Yeah, he uh, He's improved, and I think his his ring work is good, and it has improved. I don't. He's the the problem is that because I guess you know unless who knows what they're going to do with Omega. I think Omega working with AEW. EW like he has the potential to come back to New Japan I imagine he will at some point but for the foreseeable foreseeable future who knows uh, so now it looks like if they're going to push a, a major Gaijin as a heel it looks like it's Jay White and like I'm yeah. okay with them pushing him but I'm he's also one of those people it's like he's still pretty young I feel he's still developing even though he's come a long way I don't really know if he's the answer. And the problem is like coming off Omega, like where Omega was so talented and has a lot more personality, at least in this stage, uh, it's, it's Jay White almost has like unfair shoes to kind of step into. I, but I, I think what's going to happen here is he's going to lose it to Okada at MSG. 
And that'll be Okada slaying the dragon and getting his revenge on Ghetto. Uh, that actually makes a lot of sense from a storyline perspective. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, they could easily do that. So it, it seems like the winner of the New Japan Cup that's upcoming is going to be the one cha- uh, challenging. Yeah, it, that'll that'll they always do like that tournament in March. But I don't know. I tried to look up who the participants are. Um, I didn't see that hasn't been listed yet. I, I'm imagining it's going to be like Okada, Ishii. You know the the guys you would think are going to be in it are going to be in it. That makes sense. Uh, well, actually, you know what, your booking there actually makes tons of sense because if you're going to have an MSG show, it's going to be at least for the American audience. That's going to be the biggest New Japan show of the year. I mean, obviously, something like Dominion really is and what's the other big i'm oh, sorry wrestle kingdom is the big one what's the other big ones that new japan has besides uh, dominion dominion the, is g1 is a big um but that's yeah like, the g1 yeah. yeah dominion uh the dome show um is it destruction now that's in the fall i think that's the one i'm thinking of yeah that one's not that one's not that big though usually they're trying to change it but it used to be Back when I started following, like you could pretty much ignore New Japan after the G1 until the Dome came around in January. Yeah. But um, they're kind of trying to change that. But usually, like once you get to like the tag league, you can just tune it out for two months. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of the way New Japan is anyway. You're you can really just follow the big shows and kind of feel like you know what's going on. Yeah. Uh. I think I like your idea a lot. Like Okada makes so much sense from a storyline perspective. Uh, but then where do you go from there? Are you going to go with, did they go with another long Okada run? I would think so. I think you, I think what you do is um, you, you have to get through your G1. You have to get through your Dominion defense. So you could probably do Okada and uh, white again. And then I think you could, I think there's going to be some combination. I think you want to get an Okada-Tanahashi match in there somewhere. Like, cause just kind of like as, you know, that last big one. And I think um, mm. if Ibushi's really... If Ibushi's really staying, I think you do Okada-Ibushi at the Wrestle Kingdom next year. Yeah, I was thinking if Ibushi is sticking around, I think this is the year that they could have him win the G1 uh, and then just go with him at Wrestle Kingdom. I think Okada Ibushi at Wrestle Kingdom could be tremendous if they if they really like promote it right, which I actually have full confidence that they would. Yeah. Uh, it's really interesting. So I guess where would that leave some of the other players? Well, I think Tanahashi... I think Tanahashi... You can move back down to where he was. Um, mm-hmm. I think Daito's the one... This is the wild card here because... They seem content with him being the IC guy, but I think he could actually be an IWGP guy. But they seemed content to like have that kind of like Tanahashi and Nakamura were mm-hmm. several years ago. Yeah, I think he's the one who kind of like falls within the cracks here because he could easily be in the main event, but I don't know that that's what they have planned for him. And it's it's kind of difficult to see what they're actually going to maybe do with him in 2019. And I also think it's hard to um, it's hard to really predict with them right now because I think they're going to 
possibly bring a couple new names in this year. Like, this is nothing, like, no inside information. This is just my thinking. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to see them kind of bring a couple new guys in. I could see um, maybe them trying to get lethal for some dates or, like, maybe the Briscoes a little more. Like, I don't know. I they're they they've been like they they seem to have an amount of gaijin they like having and they don't have that right now yeah losing some of the elite guys i think kind of left some holes do you think they really bring in lethal i mean i think he'd do well there i don't know if he wants to travel to japan though (sighs) yeah i mean he again we've talked about him like on the podcast he's He's a good worker, but I'm just so like tired of him. I know, me too. He's a, he so between his two reigns, he's the longest reigning ROH champion of all time, and I couldn't tell you the first thing he's ever done with that belt. Yeah, it's yeah, I can't think of anything either. Yeah, so let's, who would, oh, go who ahead. Would they, uh, but before we get into the match, because well, the match won't take long to discuss, but who, what sort of like homegrown Japanese talent could they bring in to be like a big player? Like I can't think of anyone. Um, I don't I even could, know if there's any any guys out there who are like freelancing. Uh, it would depend on the contracts. They could. There's a couple like all Japan guys. Like if they really wanted, like someone like Zeus could probably do well. Hmm. But I don't know what, like, the contract situation's like. Uh, there's some Dragon Gate guys that are okay, um, some DDT guys, but, yeah, I don't know. Because they really they really seem to have all the... Their pipeline's pretty full. Like, I think I think they their best bet would be pushing their young boys and young lions up the card. Mm-hmm. And I think they would get more out of that than, um, than bringing guys in that makes sense yeah so the match itself um i was kind of dreading this because we were going to watch this because it it was 30 minutes i'm like oh this is gonna be it's gonna be a long match for jay white mm-hmm. and um i was actually pleasantly surprised i was i was actually shocked when it ended which it, it ended really abruptly and I didn't like that, but I was kind of like, wow, that was, that was 30 minutes. I'm kind of, I'm kind of surprised. Yeah. It much like with, you could really say this about almost any of the new Japan uh, main events, like the pacing on these matches are tremendous because it was 30 minutes. It was, it was shorter than Omega Tanahashi, but it, it was 30 minutes. that did not feel like 30 minutes. Well, and, they, and, and they weren't even working like a super fast no, style. Because they, they, they worked a really methodical style for probably the first half of the match, probably even the first two thirds, where they were just kind of content to attack each other's legs. Mm-hmm. And then like Jay White went for that chair shot that didn't land. And then it's like a switch went off and they just kind of went into this like frantic, like try and put each other away. Yeah. Like sprint for the end of it. So it was kind of like a weird tale of two matches almost it did have a weird like i won't say disconnection because i think the match did flow but it was like that where it was they started off very technical and like you said methodical uh and then they did kind of kick it into a higher gear which i did appreciate um the finish did kind of throw me off because for those who haven't seen it uh, tanahashi goes for the like the frog splash off the top uh, while Jay White is standing and then Jay White kind of catches him but it's awkward 
Yeah. And then he does the uh, the switchblade or whatever it's called. Yeah. And gets the one, two, three, and it he just got it. Like there's no kick out. There was no none of that. He just it's bend. Oh, the Blade Runner. Yeah, that's it. I will say my my biggest takeaway from this match is that. Tanahashi was fighting an epic battle to keep his ass in his pants the whole match. Yeah, those uh, they needed some belts in those match in that match for they were both, they were both... Sure. yeah yeah because I was sitting there like I, it was really distracting with Tanahashi because he was screwing with his pants the whole time and his underwear was like hanging out the whole match and it's like dude like how did you come out here with your Tights all they, like screwed it up. It seems like they weren't really wearing tights so much as they were like wearing like a weird pants type tight. Yeah. But it was was not working. They needed to cinch that up. Because a bit. I don't remember Tanahashi screwing with his pants during the Omega match at all. Yeah. And that whole match I'm just like, wow, like Tanahashi's just fighting a losing battle with his pants. <laughs> and I will say what I did like, um, this did feel like a big championship match. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the methodical pace and the um, the more frantic pace both um, conveyed that. Because when they got into like the more frantic part, there was like there was kind of like this certain desperation. They were both kind of conveying to get the better of the other person. Yeah, there was a lot of moves that were going for and being fought off, and then it, it added. It did add like a layer of desperation to it, where they were each trying to get something that they could put the other guy through. And I thought it was interesting. Like most of the most of the match actually was carried by Jay White, like at least in the sense that he was the one dominating on offense. And then the, they kind of rolled into the finish too, because then Tanahashi started actually getting the upper hand. That's where I actually. I was a little bit thrown off again with the finish because it kind of ended a little abruptly where White hit the Blade Runner and pinned him, and I I, I felt like they could have gone a little further, but it's almost uh, like they it's almost like they they built an expectation and built it like Omega and Tanahashi, and then at the mm-hmm. key moment where Tanahashi won, they threw a curveball at everyone, and White caught him and got the win. Yeah, but the crowd I like the crowd reaction though because. They are clearly behind Tanahashi in this, and then you, mm-hmm. there was like this audible gasp of like, "Oh my god!" Like I can't believe he lost. Yeah. And then it's the 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 dawn of the switchblade era as they yeah <laughs> as they oh. pushed over on commentary. Um, I I watch the Japanese commentary on these. I I have to admit that for the the audience, whenever we talk about these. I always watch the Japanese commentary because I just can't let it go because that's what I did for like the first, well, 14 years that I watched New Japan shows. And um, that's just what's natural to me. So I don't watch the English commentary. I don't often do, but for these kind of big show matches um, or uh, events, I will watch the English commentary. Like I watched... uh, for Russell Kingdom, I watched it purely with the English commentary. Uh, it's it's good to watch it with the actual Japanese commentary because they it's I almost feel like it's a different perspective because obviously the, if there's a big more, it, there's a detachment it, with the English commentary where the the Japanese commentators feel more invested and genuine. Yeah, they get 
they get really excited about certain spots that I mean, if it's a huge spot, it's a huge spot. Obviously, if like in the in the Tanahashi Omega match, uh, like when Tana went for that frog splash onto the table and he ate it, it's like that's a huge spot. Like obviously, anyone any commentator is going to go crazy for that. But other moves, like if if they're just kind of like trying to fight for a a hold or like a suplex or something, if you're watching like the the with the Japanese commentary, they may get super excited about that. Whereas the English commentary, like they're not quite that. Yeah emotionally invested like it, you said it reminds me of that simpsons episode where they brought soccer to springfield mm-hmm. and um kent brockman's doing the commentary and he's bored by it and then next to him is like the spanish announcer and he's like he's like midfield passes to center center to midfield midfield to center like just like the most mundane <laughs> things he's like excited about yeah but um i would say like personally um i like this match I don't think it was a great match, but I think it was a good match. Like, I know we, I know we end up throwing snowflakes around on this show because you kind of have to to like convey it to people mm-hmm. for the big stuff. Whereas I would easily give Tanahashi Omega five stars. I'd probably give this like three and a half stars, maybe three and three fourths. Like on a second watch, if I was feeling like generous. So I mean, that's about what I I thought it was. Uh. Yeah, I would go that way. I think three and a half to three and three fourths is actually pretty fair. Um, I kind of would want to see what what Meltzer gives it with his. Again, I like Meltzer, but I want to see what his with like his biases because he loves. Jay, he, is he a Jay White guy? He's not necessarily like a big Jay White fan, but he loves Tanahashi. So I really would be interested to see. Um. Unless he gives it five stars, I'm not going to think he's crazy. If he gives it like four stars, like I think that's fair. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily agree, but I don't think that's like insane. Um, but one thing about Jay White, because I was thinking about uh, him winning it, and we kind of talked about this uh, through like text earlier. I'm not, I'm a little confused as to why they're putting it on him like this early. I'm not like opposed to it or angry about it like some people are. Um, it just, to me, it really, it really, the, the analogy I used, and I think it's a good one is that it reminds me of when they had Randy Orton beat, uh, Benoit for the title because that's what they wanted to do. And Orton wasn't really quite there for the main event, but they, they wanted to kind of push that, you know, he, him being like the youngest WWE champion and then dovetail that into, uh, eventually a feud with Triple H for the title. Um, but they obviously had plans for that, but I didn't think it was like, it wasn't the best idea. Um, to me, it almost feels like that. It's like they, they clearly like see a future with, with Jay, and I think he is improving. I think he he has a lot to, to give them in the long term. But I just, a little, I'm a little confused at the, why they're doing it right now, unless it's, like you said, he's they put it on him maybe just as like a transition from Tanahashi to kind of still get the Okada ghetto storyline yeah. to a conclusion. I, so, so where I come from with this and um, people do get like, have gotten upset about some decisions new Japan's made in like the last year um, for me personally, I tend to just go with it because anytime I've ever questioned one of their decisions in like the last almost decade now not quite a decade probably since uh 
Okada first won the IWGP title. Mm-hmm. Anytime I question it and get upset, I always end up eating my words because they were right and I was wrong. So, you know, I, they kind of get the benefit of the doubt from me with this stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think they've earned it. Yeah, like, WWE, like, yeah, I probably would because WWE screws up. New Japan really doesn't. Um, I will say, like, I'm not a Jay White guy, and I think trying to do, like, if you're going to try and get him to, like, Wrestle Kingdom, that's going to, like, fail horribly. Mm -hmm. But I think even, like, taking him to Dominion is fine. When is Dominion again? Is that May? It's like May or June usually. It's usually around Memorial Day. I'm trying to look this up. I think it's usually like the first weekend of June or Memorial Day. Uh, looks like this year it will be. Well, they have like June 9th, June 9th, uh, two thousand nine. Okay. Twenty nineteen. Sorry, two thousand nine. <laughs> it happened ten years ago. Um, twenty nineteen. Uh, uh, I guess I could see that. That's not that long, and I mean. I, I, I definitely feel like they should have it on him at least until like through May. Actually, well, I don't know why I'm saying I forget like what time it is. I'm like, oh, they want to give him six month run with a belt. It's like we're in February. Yeah. So, so that would only be like four month reign. Like, yeah, that's totally fine. Yeah. You have get... him like have him get uh, at least one defense uh, at the Mania show. And then if you want to have him drop it at Dominion, that works like. You could throw you could throw something before that though. You could have him like defend against Ishii or or someone like that. Someone that'll have a good match with and um that you can go to the Mania show, but but I think I think the I think if he drops it to Okada like it's for the storyline and there's no harm no foul. They get a look at him like as a champion and see what they want to do with him. Mm-hmm. And but I think at some point, sometimes you just got to pull the trigger on a guy and see what happens. Yeah, I just find it interesting because we've kind of heard stories about Ghetto like books things like two years in advance. So I, I've, I've seen the theory that this might have been Omega winning it back and they just kind of penciled Jay White in, which that does make sense. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. Like, like I said, though, I'm not. I'm not big on white. Like I do agree with you. He's gotten a lot better in like the last year because um, I know he and Tanahashi had a match last year at wrestle kingdom. And that one kind of like fell on its face Mm -hmm. and they really didn't have that problem this time. Yeah. I like the, you know, it, it, I'd be really curious to see where they go. I mean, they're, New Japan's very good about protecting guys, and they're smart with their booking. But they had, they just had White beat Okada clean at Wrestle Kingdom. So, be curious to see how see how they like work yeah, any he, future match with them. He beat he beat Okada and Tanahashi in the space of like five weeks. Yeah, clean. Yeah, and not even like. It, not even like WWE style where you, you kick out of finishers eight times before it's actually the real one. Yeah. And they sold out the, they sold out the MSG show like pretty quick, didn't they? They did, but that's almost, I mean, part of it is because new Japan is super hot right now. Um, I also feel it's, that's, it's somewhat counterfeit only in the sense that I think when people, 
when that show was announced, people in their minds were thinking New Japan slash the Elite guys. Yeah. And now, and now it, it's they're not going to be part of that. So it's New Japan Ring of Honor. Like I'm, I'm going to the show. I'm sure it'll be a good show, but I'm less enthusiastic just because I don't care about so many of the guys in the the current roster right now. They have some really talented guys, but then guys like I, I just don't. I w- care about i would still be excited to go for like the new japan portion but like the roh yeah. side outside of like bandito and um pco i could give a flying shit about i actually like jeff cobb a lot yeah jeff i would yeah jeff cobb i'll give you that he uh and he he's done stuff with new japan so i could i could see him pairing well with someone i forget uh, he's with ring of honor just because ring of honor is so like freaking forgettable yeah, I mean, I he signed with them what like a year ago? No, or close it, to it. It was like November. It was like October, November. Oh, okay. Um, I think that was a mistake on his part, but um, I can't. You can't begrudge a guy for a stable income, but like I think, um, I think if he had just held on for like another month, he could have gotten in on that AEW thing. Yeah, he probably could have, but I mean, it's it's hard to know. Yeah. Uh, and I've met the guy, and he's uh, at least casual friends with another one of our mutual friends. Um, and I've actually heard, like, I mean, I've heard Jeff Cobb talk, like, as a real person, not as just, you know, a worker. And he's a good dude. Like, he's just trying to, like, take care of his family. Yeah. Um, he really isn't a good guy. So I think he did see, they offered him a good contract. And I think he took it. Like, I, he's uh, he's 36 now. I don't know how long the contract is. I'm assuming it's like a, at least a, a couple year of years. Two, yeah. Year or two. Yeah. Uh, I still think when he comes out of it, he'll probably become a, a much bigger star. Even uh, even though he's pretty big now, at least in terms of indie wrestling, people he's, people know who he is. I think this will probably help him. I think even a couple of years from now, I know he'd be pushing on 40, but I still think there probably be interest in like WWE or AEW, somebody. Like I think he'll be fine. But uh I think I'd be. I, I kind of want to see who they pair him with. I would love to see him work uh, any of the New Japan guys, really. Yeah. So do you? Um, we kind of touched on it earlier. I was trying. I was. I've been sitting here desperately for like five minutes trying to remember what we said we were going to come back to, and I think it was Abushi staying with New Japan as a full timer. Oh yeah, like I, I. Well, I think I kind of just basically said my fantasy booking. Like I would. I would love to see him win uh, the G One. And then they book, they kind of like game him towards uh, challenging at Wrestle Kingdom. Whoever's the champ, let's assume it's Okada. I think Okada Ibushi could be like a really awesome match. Yeah, I mean anyone Ibushi could be an awesome match. Not not Will Ospreay though. No. <laughs> I still don't think that match was great. It was. It was not. Uh, it was a technically fine match that was emotionally soulless. Which is really weird because I usually love anything Ibushi does, and um. Mm-hmm. I mean, Abushi's the reason I turned the corner on Cody finally. Yeah. But man, that Osprey match just was okay. But yeah, like I, I, New Japan is really good at throwing you a curve when you least expect it and think you know what's going on, and they just did that. So. Hmm. I don't know. Like I said, I know pe- some people are upset about it because Jay White's a polarizing figure. I, li- 
I'm okay for it right now. Like I said, if I think I think if they're gonna try and get a year out of him, they're making a mistake. But you know, Dominion's four months away. Yeah. So I don't see a big deal with it. No, I'm fine with it. Uh, I can understand where people are if they feel like as as I do that maybe it's a little too early. But uh, you also bring up a great point. It's like sometimes you just kind of have to see if they really have big things in mind for him in the future, not just right now. Like if they if this is purely going to be like a transitional type of title reign, uh, and they think that down the road, two three years, he'll be a much bigger thing. Uh, it makes sense to kind of just try and put the title on him now, see how he does, and then you know that you can go back to him down the down the line. It seems to me, as far as wrestling goes, the companies seem to err on the side of too late <laughs> instead of too early. But it yeah. seems like too late is more damaging than too early in the grand scheme of things. I would agree. Like you can, if you do it too early, you always run the risk of people not buying it and kind of resenting it uh but unless you book the guy horribly like i feel roman reigns like we've talked a lot about that like they, the way they booked him people rejected it i feel even people like sheamus back in the day they kind of pushed him super fast and then people kind of rejected it too uh you run those risks but i feel like that's almost too rare at least compared to when it's too late because when it's too late god people you people just like you like wasted this guy. Like I'm not that into it now. Yeah, but usually with WWE, the couple times they've done it, there's botches around that that screw it up. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like Sheamus would have been okay had they not turned him face. Yeah. And like Orton, like there's a whole well Orton they turned him face right after that, and that was a horrible mistake. But they they immediately had Evolution like turn on him, like the night he won the belt and then he immediately jobbed it to triple H, which I think like killed him. Yeah. So it's hard to say because like a lot of those good examples, like there's even Roman reigns to a degree, like they did that way too early, but they, they torpedoed him by obviously like chucking Brian aside for him. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that those were compounded. But I'm, I'm also interested, like, outside of the New Japan sphere. Well, this might involve New Japan, but I'm really kind of interested to see what this AEW thing is going to do to Ring of Honor. I don't think it's going to do a lot of good things. Like, I I don't feel like there's any... I think it's going to steal... It's going to wind up stealing all their heat. Because, like, even, like, the signings they're making so far have been interesting and they're they're signing all the right talent mm-hmm. and whatever ring of honor signs on like and they did it with pco like they immediately do like the least interesting thing possible with them and like kill yeah, your interest yeah so it'll be interesting um did AEW sign anyone else recently i know they signed sunny kiss at um i don't remember that woman's name uh, hold on, let me look this up. It was it was it was a different name. Which Sunny Kiss? Have you seen Sunny Kiss wrestle before? Uh, I've seen some of it. Uh, some of him wrestle. Yeah, he. My, I have a friend. 
Uh, I'm not super close to this guy, but uh, I have uh, met him a couple times. I've actually, the first time I met him was uh, about two, three years ago at uh, WrestleMania in Dallas. Um, he works a lot with Capital Wrestling, uh, based in, I think it's based actually in New Jersey, not New York, but it's in the, the New York kind of metro area. And he does a lot of stuff with that. Uh, my friend actually does a lot of stuff, I think, behind the scenes with Capital Wrestling because he's a huge wrestling nerd. And he's always like promoting uh, Sonny Kiss on his social media and everything. And I've seen some of Sonny's matches because he's done a lot with that company. And uh, he's pretty talented and he has a really actually interesting his personality, the gimmick, everything. Oh, they signed. They officially signed Kenny Omega, I think, since the last time we talked about it. Yeah, they did. Is it Ariella? No, that's a Sunny Kiss match. Sorry, I'm trying to find her name and I can't find her damn name. There's Britt Baker, Nyla Rose, it was Kylie Ray. It was that Rose. Okay, Nyla Rose. I think so. Who I've not seen anything by. Apparently, Nyla is transgender. I think so. Yeah, I th- yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. Okay. Uh, they're not signed, I don't think, but I think there's a got, couple. Yeah, Nyla there, Rose. There's a couple of Japanese, a couple of Joshi workers who are going to be wrestling on the show. Uh, the biggest one is Aja Kong. Oh yeah, I remember they, that. Yeah. Yeah, Yuka Sakazaki is the other one. I think I've seen her wrestle before. But like I said, they're making they're making a lot of interesting moves. Um. Mm-hmm. Kenny Omega is obviously the big one they had to get because that's going to be their main draw. Mm-hmm. So, I'm really curious to see what TV they're going to wind up with because if you listen to Meltzer, um, and he should know because I mean he's I think he's friends with most of those guys. Uh, he alleges that they're they are in they have had talks with uh, TV networks. Uh, one of the things he said was that bigger than uh, it would be one of the companies that they're looking at and have had good talks with. So it's possibly they could get a show. He alleged it was bigger than Spike. So I don't or Paramount now. So I don't know who that would be. Um, I guess maybe if I, was I don't thinking know, maybe w- ESPN just to fuck with Fox. That'd be crazy if ESPN. I would feel like Fox Sports network might be more in that vein or I don't know like someplace with FX maybe I don't think I don't know who else has market penetration like that's that would be bigger than uh, Paramount Network yeah I don't know I but I mean the the them being aligned with the Jacksonville Jaguars owner would make me think something like ESPN could be like a possibility but then that's a possibility, yeah. But then at the same time, like ESPN has this incredible ability to kill whatever they get their stupid hands on. Yeah. But um, I think that's enough for this episode. Like I said, we just wanted to get this reaction out here. Um, we might do some more of these like bonus mini episodes in the future for like quickie things like this, maybe some off-topic stuff. But we just wanted to get like a reaction out here. Um, we just couldn't find a place for it, and um, Shad doesn't really watch New Japan, so that's why he isn't in, he isn't on um, this episode. But eh, that's what it, our thoughts are on this subject.
Do we want to do a, a quick shout out to Epico Cologne before we head <laughs> off for the night? Sure. Uh, this is a shout out to Epico Cologne. I'm sure he. Uh, I'm sure he's seen this match. He's uh he is friends, I think, with some of the bull. Uh, well, with the current Bullet Club guys, I think he's like friends with like uh the Gorillas. I think. Oh, okay. Because uh, the Gorillas uh, of Destiny have linked up with this one dude who runs like a he's like he he runs like a seafood place. I've talked about it before. Oh, he's like yeah, friends yeah. with he's like friends with Roman, and I think the Colognes uh, have linked up with him too, and the Gorillas know him. So I think there's some sort of like brotherhood or community going on there. So I'd actually be really curious to see Epico or the Colognes in like New Japan. He they could probably do some fun stuff in like the probably the junior tag. I would like the, I would like to see guys like that go somewhere where they'll actually be utilized that I can actually watch it. Yeah. But um if you like this bonus episode content, um let us know if you want us to do more. Um check us out like uh see you next time. <laughs>